0: Hey everybody, I'm Alex LaCasse and this is Dan Linker.
1: Dan Linker, welcome to the Dan and Alex show.
0: Yes, where I, Alex, bring you uh, the wood carving aspect of the show and Doug, the coffee.
1: uh, Don't forget, you are the lux for audio and I am the lux for video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, why are we doing this?
1: I think uh well, we, we, uh, we have such, uh, interesting conversations and instead of me being your every other week guest on your own podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we thought we just merged it. So here oh, yeah. we are.
0: <laughs> I've so had, had mean, a podcast yeah. for two weeks and you've been on it twice.
1: There you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. We, we just thought that we would, uh. What are we doing? It's this is let's get a, right off the bat. Let's just say this is called coffee and carving, where we sometimes drink coffee and we sometimes talk about carving.
0: <laughs> but maybe not either.
1: Exactly. For instance, you've already surpassed me with the coffee today because uh we should say we're recording this on a on a late late evening and you're drinking coffee and I'm drinking water. <sighs>
0: Mm, that's a good coffee rubbing it in
1: well uh, if you want to do this nice and early in the morning we can, uh, we can have coffee wars
0: coffee wars in which case we would get way too far into well actually probably neither of us would because neither of us are like really into coffee right would you say you're into it
1: i am into strong coffee yes i am Oh. I don't drink actually real coffee until coffee break in the morning at 10 I drink uh, like a six six cup uh, espresso what yeah that's my that's my morning routine I make a full pot of espresso which is basically a, a travel mug worth of espresso
0: <laughs> that's an absurd amount of espresso
1: yeah but it, it tastes so good <laughs>
0: So you're old. Thank you. I'm pretty young.
1: You are. You are. Why?
0: Why, why do we? Uh, why are we friends?
1: I think it's the uh, kind of like I'm, I'm. your foster parent, yeah. right? Because you, you've been looking up to me, and uh, I want to keep like, like give you guidance and the uh, dad I never wanted. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a fun dynamic. That's why. Because hey. uh, when we when we talk, you have your young uh, millennial views and I have my old man uh, stubborn views and uh, it makes for a fun conversation.
0: Yeah. That's true. We're definitely uh, cut from a different cloth from a different generation, but we share some common interests. For one, the obvious one of course, Coffee. Oh, coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, in wood carving.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, I. uh, How did we ever start talking?
0: Oh, well, my recollection of our introduction was meeting. uh, I was doing a wood carving class online, a zoom class and We were doing a introduction we were talking and folks saw when you're doing a zoom workshop you know as most of people most of the people in the world know from having used zoom now since the uh, since covid um, you can see the people who are on the show or on the event or on the class uh, or the call with you and people saw that you were in the class and they spent the first 30 minutes talking to (laughs) you instead of to me and they were talking to you in the way that they would talk to like a an old war general like a veteran who had served their nation and provided so much for them and they're just deeply indebted to that person for for being a part of their lives people talk to you like that and I was like who is this guy
1: but I must have known about you to take your class
0: so I don't know how
1: yeah i don't know how either maybe maybe the international association of wood carvers or something or
0: ah yeah could
1: be, could be. Yeah, so
0: so but, we've both done demonstrations for them right so that's probably it
1: so and the hilarious thing this is why i laugh to myself all the time is that if you don't know Alec alex's work <laughs> your new name is alex <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Dave. If you don't
1: know Alex's Alex work, it's like he's a true, a true artist, like a real fantastic wood carver. And when people talk about me, I'm known for like non nonsense carvings. And like I said, it was it's like uh, like the Mona Lisa versus Carrot Man, the carving. It's like <laughs> it's just nonsense. I don't agree. It's funny. But
0: well, so I ended up to conclude that story, I ended up looking at your stuff online and realizing that you have a massive following. And I was half expecting it, but half not sure what to expect. Because again, these folks were talking about you, like you were a retired war general. And they were like, you know, thank you so much for all that you've done for the wood carving community. You know, we're, we're deeply thankful that you've gotten young people in this, into carving and Uh, and older people alike and this contribution has been so huge and um, everyone in the class started wood carving because you it seems like at least half of the class had Um, and this has been a reoccurring thing as I've started to teach more since the pandemic ended folks bring you up of course I didn't know your name before so I wouldn't have indexed it but now your name comes up so often as being the reason that half of my class started carving to begin with so yeah. the way that you deliver what you do i won't look i'm not going to turn this into like a bread buttering thing but you're you're, the real, you're a real one smoke, smoke, yeah. <laughs> you're a real one man you're you're, you're sk- your skills in carving are definite like watching you handle a knife when you make a cut and you make a relief cut the depth is perfect the slices are consistent, powerful, and bold, and a lot of material goes away. And the cuts are clean. And I struggle with keeping clean cuts. That's one of the hardest things. I mean, I know we're getting in the, into the woods here already on nerdy stuff with carving, but it's hard to keep clean cuts. You've...
1: Well, you don't do it. It's a different thing, right? You're 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 a portrait carver. You you don't yeah. really make that. So yeah. anyway, like I said, I, my videos are for beginners, and and when people talk about me that's exactly how i talk about gene messer Hmm. who is the same to me as uh, I am to others so it's it's a it's just fun so
0: did you know gene messer was one of the guys that got me into carving no yeah i don't know yeah really yeah gene messer was for sure the guy who i watched consistently over and over again he's awesome
1: Yeah, no, I I I really appreciate Gene.
0: There you go. So so this has been great.
1: Yep, it's been great. Uh, Anytime you want to talk about me some more, feel free. We have we're talking about about the dynamic, the differences in in us. And like I said, you're the artist. You make the fantastic realism, perfect portrait carving and whatnot. And uh, I make silly things. That's where we were. (laughs) I like silly things but
0: yeah it offends my soul when you say things like that about yourself but I think that's what makes you charming is that you are not a pretentious guy you are the least pretentious guy and you just do stuff that's great and a lot of times artists get caught up in talking about stuff that's great instead of making it and they come up with all kinds of really convoluted explanations for why they made what they made and what they made yeah, they and what why it means something else yeah they do yeah hoity toity or yeah what's the right word uh you're, you're on the right highfalutin, line. highfalutin
1: highfalutin there you go yes yes well no i've never claimed to be an artist
0: yeah but you just happen to be what one. is
1: it what is that, an artist
0: um, hey Google, what is an artist? Exactly, Google. Tell artist us. is used as a noun to mean a person who produces paintings or drawings as a profession or hobby, similarly to creator and originator. Okay, paintings or do drawings. Do you want to hear how
2: artist is spelled?
0: Uh, no. You sure? Or two... Shh, don't. It's going <laughs> to hear you. <laughs> All right, so I take that back. Neither of us are artists. Uh, painting or think... drawing. Will you do think... some painting on your carvings?
2: Not the same.
1: <laughs> a little uh, anyway. I I don't think I don't think series right either. There, I think it's a lot broader term than that.
0: Than just I have no idea how to define it. And
1: but anyway, yeah. yeah. What uh, What else we got? You got uh,
0: what have you been up to?
1: So this week was, uh, we're in a heat wave here. I haven't, my upstairs, this is my studio and it's probably 30 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in your Fahrenheit. But 30 degrees is
0: like 80 something.
1: Yeah, well it's it's hot here. And uh, yeah, this week was uh, basically did editing. I put out a video of a outdoors trip I did on the weekend. And uh, just kind of babysitting that outside of work and uh, thinking of my next project but uh not uh nothing too critical just editing and seeing how that goes and unfortunately people were uh it's it's still summer people aren't watching that many videos
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah but
0: it's a great video i watched it and i enjoyed the <sighs> the trip vicariously through you i wonder if you get lonely when you're out there in the woods though i feel like I'm home alone, and if I know no one's here, usually I wish someone was here. But when you're I imagine when you're out in the woods being somebody who's never done that, I've never gone on a a trip by myself. Is it kind of A, lonely? And B, I'd be I'd be scared. I'd definitely be afraid.
1: What would you be afraid of?
0: Um, well, my sense of direction is. Uh, very bad i heard that einstein was like this where he'd leave um princeton and he someone would have to take him home every day he never learned the path home well i'm like einstein except for being a genius
1: <laughs> except for that part yeah <laughs> no this was this is this wasn't uh i wasn't crossing hundreds of kilometers i knew where i was at all times no okay problem. so there's
0: that part of it but then yeah. the other part of it is uh bears my friend and I, on our last trip, got in a raging fight over the one bear spray we had remaining, because mine uh, went off in the back because of some cottonwood bark stacked up high on it. Okay. Bears. I don't
1: Yeah, I don't... I've chased bears away. I don't really have... I I think of them more as like uh, dogs. so, so, what are you laughing the difference is like when you're in the wild, the wild bears are wild they're as scared as you generally speaking you get of course you're going to get the odd grumpy one, yeah, but uh, overall they're not uh, they're not really something to worry about. So.
0: If I saw a bear, I think I'd die of a heart attack before it killed me. I'd be the easiest catch
1: <laughs> no yeah. They're gonna run the other way as fast as as you.
0: I don't know. Have you seen me? I've, I'm like a little burrito, man.
1: Yeah. No. No. It's, uh, the, that fear is overblown. Now, park bears that are the, when when bears get used to people, they're not as scared of people. But when you're in the wild, it's uh, I don't I don't really give them much thought. Wow. But.
0: Okay. Well, that that answers that.
1: But the loneliness, I doesn't even cross my mind Hmm. i don't uh i'm so content and happy right i don't uh, well just give it some time wait till you've had children in your house for 32 years and then uh you you look forward to these time alone
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when did you start carving
1: well this is what i said before i i would tell you probably four or five years ago and my wife would correct me and say it's probably twice that long but to be to be fair maybe probably six years now yep
2: okay
1: yep that was a uh again that was all because of gene messer
2: hmm. and
1: just random never considered the hobby at all and just came across a video hmm. and, uh I thought it was perfect because I come from a real uh, well. We've talked about this before, but I come from the the bushcraft outdoors background. Yeah. And at the time, there's lots of uh, you know us, uh, cup carving and spoon carving and little trinket carving. Yeah. But never, uh, not characters. And I thought it, that was just so cool. Yeah. So I, I whittled my first man with a four inch blade on a bushcraft knife and i thought i was just something else yeah looking back it was the most horrible thing you ever saw but it's it's so fun to have that uh, that fresh excitement you know
2: yeah. so.
1: hmm. and you're you you have a fantastic story which i'm jealous of you just a little baby when you started carving
0: yeah when i was born um, <laughs> instead of a rattle mom gave me a I believe it was a, was it a Denny? It was either a Denny or a, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting which knife maker it was, but yeah. Um, No, I was uh, 12 years old, homeschooled, lived in the middle of nowhere. Pretty lonely, I think for the most part, and to myself, uh, but, you know, secretly uh, an extrovert, raging extrovert, wanted to see people. But was kind of scared of people. So the next best thing was probably to carve people and talk to them. (laughs) You make make people friends. (laughs) Um, No, but I started carving um, at a campsite. We were doing some sort of a co op, Christian co op homeschool class, the only co op that I did where the parents teach the students. And we did a soap carving in ivory soap I made a truck I used the logo the ivory logo as a badge on the back of the semi truck okay teacher thought I was clever and she said you know you should get Alec into wood carving and my mom was like what what is that and she got me the kit and to her credit she supported me and um, I was a ADHD, so I couldn't sit in one spot for more than I don't know why I put it in the past tense. I said I couldn't. I still can't sit in one spot for more than uh, how long is this podcast gonna be? Yeah, an hour probably. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it kept me in one spot.
1: We have that in common.
0: (laughs) So that I think they secretly supported (laughs) me for that. It's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I always tell people, what do you get the most out of it? I said. The ability to stay put yeah. and and work with your hands, like when you start, anyone who who does wood carving knows once you start, like you're not you you can't put it down in five minutes,
0: right?
1: Once you dig in, you're you're in, right?
0: Yep. So, yeah, it's something
1: that. I want to come back to what you were saying before about the uh, carving your own friends. The first carving video I made on YouTube. It's called Sycamore Sam. And I carved a little man out of Sycamore. And then I showed on video, I was pretending to have a full conversation with him, quietly, it was so silly. It was the silliest thing ever. People thought I was absolutely insane. I was having this big conversation with hand gestures, talking to this little wooden carving and stuff. So, yeah.
0: I think I saw that.
1: Yeah, it's the first, it's the first carving video I ever made. Yeah.
0: I didn't click on the video, but I saw the badge when I was looking through your YouTube a few days ago. Yeah. It yeah. went off, man. That video had a lot of views, didn't it?
1: It did for the time, yeah. Yeah, it did good. That's why I say, because like, the only people who followed me at the time were were bushcrafters, hmm. and that was something just so different than a spoon, you know? So I think that had a little bit to do with it.
0: So. Right. And you were buddies with those those kind of people right those outdoorsy bushcraft kind of guys and that's what you were doing
1: yeah that's what i was doing it used to be more 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 on the on the side of like survival and friction fires and and shelter Mm -hmm. building that kind of stuff but
0: then you realized you had a house
1: then i realized i had a house that i (laughs) built myself too and i'm like oh really stack up sticks to go crawl no i still enjoy it that. that's a
0: flex that you built your own house
1: i uh i still enjoy that aspect of it but uh i can't uh this is the problem you can't build a, a youtube channel on something that eats away at the only holidays that you get right so every time i, w- I was never doing things really local i was always driving you know at the minimum five hours north up into the boreal forest or where the nice lakes and stuff you know I was never doing anything in my backyard so it was always a challenge and then you're always away from home to make the video so how how can you consistently put videos out if you can't get away so that's where carving is fantastic
0: you can do it anywhere
2: yep yep what do you do you listen
0: to music when you carve
1: oh I do Yeah, do but again I'm so all over the place I'll be in the mood uh well I sent you a a video the other day but uh last night again I went again I went off on Irish folk music (laughs) 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 and then tomorrow I'll be listening to 80s and then I'll be in the 70s and the three dog night and then I'll be back into like hair metal from the 80s you know it's just i'm just all over the place just on my mood but i do enjoy music but uh yeah my wife maybe not so much because it's always a little bit too loud
0: (laughs) you got me going speaking of 80s hair metal i have a newfound obsession with scorpion
1: don't say scorpion
0: the scorpions
1: there you go yeah i love them yeah
0: How do you? (laughs) That's what I said.
1: I used to have all every single one of their uh cassettes. You ever owned a cassette, young fella?
0: What do you mean? What's a a cassette? What is that? A
1: A, a tape.
0: What do you mean?
1: Like not a CD, but a cassette,
0: like tape where you wrap
1: stuff. Yeah, no, you play music on a cassette
0: tape, not a record, play it. You made a new, okay, so you like make an instrument on a tape and you play it.
1: I'm not sure, see the problem is I'm not sure if you're actually teasing or if you're actually never, (laughs) never (laughs) seen one before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The world will never know.
1: Well, when I was a boy, it was an eight track and then record, eight track and then records, then cassettes, then CDs, and then MP3s, right? So now we're back to records records are cool again eh? it's true I have been uh, every time I see a nice record player I'm like oh man I'd love to have a record player because then your music listening becomes the event you choose the record you put the record on you put that needle on there and you just sit back and let it play. The reason I've never done it is because, with my obsessive personality, <laughs> I'll have to go and buy every record or tape that I've ever owned in my life within the right. first right. Right. and the the hunt is the fun, eh? Of oh yeah! Fun. All the old records and stuff. And
0: yeah, that's the it is. It's the best part is going to the old like garage sales and these thrift markets and finding the really nice records. I mean, it's one thing to go to the Thrift store or i'm sorry to the record shops where they have found some vintage record and they've marked it up accordingly but it's way more fun to sift through old moldy wet saggy records in somebody's garage you know
1: now do you have you have a record player i'm sure of it right yeah of yeah. course yes it's the the <laughs> hipster
0: uh, it is hipster it's part of the it. hipster code
1: that's right and,
0: it's, I was it literally, it was uh, in the agreement that I signed. That's
1: right. Is yeah. that uh, before or after you had to get skinny jeans?
0: That was, let's see, 20, uh, 2012, 2011, I got my first pair of skinny jeans. 2012, no, 2012.
1: It's so funny because when I was like 15, I wore really tight, tight skinny jeans.
0: That was a thing?
1: That was a thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah on on the reverse side growing up with bell-bottom pants and then they went the skinny jeans they weren't called skinny jeans they were just real tight tight levi's or jordan no clue yeah yeah
0: well i get why it's younger people primarily wearing them because i have leftover skinny jeans from when they were cool which was like last year still i think but they don't fit me very well in this area here <laughs> <big> section <laughs> i like my stretchy pants now
1: uh, i'm still a blue jean guy but yeah well
0: i've covered a lot of important territory
1: yeah, we're really uh, hitting all the high points here <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what's you your favorite have- color
1: oh no you haven't told me what you've been up to this week yet
0: Oh, man. Uh, What have I been up to? Well, I have been carving. I've been working. I told myself that. So I do art shows. And I told myself that I would make two carvings a day. Last week, and this day, uh, this week, I would make three really big carvings or at least finish three really big carvings. And I've also wanted to make more YouTube videos but I don't have time to film and edit videos while I'm making two carvings a day. So I've been live streaming my carving process, which I'm pretty sure is the most boring thing in the entire universe to watch on YouTube. Cause I'm not being polite and saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. I'm just, Hey guys, I'm turning the camera on. hope you enjoy it. You know,
1: I didn't see any of the power carving but I watched a little bit of you there I saw you.
0: So that's was... keyword for or a way a very nice way of saying that it, it's so boring that no, I, I I tuned in for a few minutes.
1: I was just trying to refrain from making comments on your video. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Get your attention making some silly comment but I thought I'll leave him alone.
0: Right because it's live. Yeah. Folks do that. Yeah, but that's really it. I mean I uh i went on the the lake today i did some swimming and uh that was good i've it, been watching the news um and unfortunately significant amount of my day is spent watching i feel like an old man i'm walking around with my phone constantly playing the news Why,
1: what's, what are you what's uh, what's happening in the world that I should know about uh
0: it's not even, I mean, it's absolutely depressing, but this whole debacle in Afghanistan and yep. is, is what I've been paying most attention to. I know there are some forest fires in California and other things going on, but it doesn't seem like there's anything more important than this bombing that happened in Cabal in the airport there in Afghanistan. Uh, two people were being, uh, they were at a checkpoint, right, kind of making sure that the, the military, at least, was making sure that folks were good before they got on the airplane and they bombed. Uh, they, they were suicide bombers, they blew themselves up and killed many people. So, uh, that happened just a few hours ago.
1: That's uh, yeah, we don't have to get in too far deep, but that's one area that's there's been thousands of years of unrest,
0: right? Yeah. Far be it for me to know what's actually going on, but it's all I know is it's really sad. So, uh, I don't know how <laughs> <a> <laughs> I don't know how to like <laughs> segue into anything yeah. happier from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we just end it now? Like, <laughs> it's just so sad. But uh, you no know, prayers to those folks for sure, because it's uh and the families of the Marines that were killed and you know Afghani's and all that. So. But uh,
1: yes, well, we should say that is one of our other differences that you're American and I'm Canadian.
0: Oh, yeah, which means something actually more than I thought it did. For instance, Canadian people I'm convinced are nicer.
1: Well, yeah, of course they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was you're supposed to like argue with me on it, like, no, yeah, no, I, I like. Way nicer than
1: I well, all my viewers are American, so I've ever', I've ever been nice
0: but... <laughs> why are Canadian people generally nicer, but they're more honest. I would say this: I've noticed that Canadian people tend to be less afraid of saying the truth, but they're also somehow nicer.
1: I don't know if there's any real reason or not, but I remember someone said one time that it's space we have (laughs) (laughs) we have more space between us yeah so we're more polite when we see somebody to talk to them yeah right but that's not true of course where you live but uh you have many more big greater cities and whatnot
0: yeah we have a lot more uh development than you guys do for sure we came out of the burbs when i was a little kid so i've been in the country ever since yeah,
1: I grew up on a little uh little hobby farm just outside of town. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You guys have animals? Sheep farm. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was a little 4-H, uh, 4-H sheep student oh, showing my, my showing my sheep. <laughs> with the
0: I can picture this with your yeah. long flowing beard at 13, with yeah. your goat <laughs> yeah. and your staff. You know. Yeah, I had a goat. Did you?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had goats too. And uh, milk the goats. Nothing like goat milk on your cornflakes in the morning.
0: Ugh. Mm, that sounds bad.
1: That's yeah, not good.
0: The, the, I was surprised the raw cow milk, unpasteurized right from the cow, tastes better, I think, than the regular stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But the goat milk, it's a lot.
1: Whenever, I, whenever someone tells me about how great raw milk is, I always have to tell this story. <laughs> so out in the country where all the uh, all the farm families have pretty large families. And uh, so my buddy had, I think there was eight kids in my buddy's family. And I was eating eating supper at their house one time. And this uh, one of the boys started drinking, just chugging your mouth. <laughs> of course, they just brought the milk in. And a big, uh, the old big, one of the old pickle jars probably like a two gallon jar. And that's where the milk was. And they poured the milk out of that into their cup. And I'll never forget this guy who's chugged his milk and he started going, oh, oh, choking on his milk. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know how gross this is to the listeners, <laughs> but this is so horrible. Uh, he was choking on his milk and then he pulled the string and it's like a, a, like a milk snot that ends oh. up about six inches long. He pulls it out of his throat. It's, it's mastitis. Uh, when you milk a cow, you always give their little uh, teats a little uh, dip of this uh, a, a medical solution, just to <laughs> keep it from getting this little, uh, it's just mastocize. No. But it's just like a big milk snot. And that's, that's oh. the, every time someone says raw milk. That's what comes to my mind. This oh. guy pulling this thing out of his throat. His oh. <laughs> it's awful. Oh. So awful
0: yeah yeah that's ruined it for me so yeah
1: at least uh at least filter your your raw milk yeah i guess so yeah
0: well we were one of those like homespun homeschool families where we would rent a cow to get around the laws here because you can't own uh you can't buy unpasteurized milk
2: okay in the states yeah
0: so in order to get around that, our friends and I, our homeschool friends up in Lapeer, which is even further in the boonies than we are, and a few other folks, fine homeschooled folks, would rent a cow. And would pay a monthly fee. Yeah. I think it was $6 or $8 a month. And then on top of that, we'd pay $4 for a half gallon of brown milk. Huh.
1: And it would stay on the farm
0: and it would stay on the farm
1: so it's just and they would milk it it's just a a loophole they just work around just a work around
0: correct i never met i never met my cow
1: oh
0: yeah it's kind of sad it was totally a screw you to the law like it was just like a random way that they could get around it no one ever really cared much for their cows unfortunately
1: yeah yeah, I know the same as with the uh, the cheeses too, right? You can't have the raw cheeses or nothing. like.
0: I don't know. I think the cheeses are different though because whenever we would, we would buy this cheese from Trader Joe's that was uh, organic and uh, raw and organic. It was so good, but it was definitely raw. So I don't know how you can get around that. So if you leave it outside for a long time to spoil and curd and turn it into cheese, it's legal then? How is I that?
1: Think, I don't think that's how they make cheese, Alec.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cheese expert here, Doug, okay?
1: i skimming the cream off the top and uh, whipping her up or whatever. But...
0: Do I look like a cheese expert to you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I won't even pretend either because there, there'll be some cheese expert just listening to this, just shaking their head, going, these morons, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. So.
0: I, I still think that that's how you make cheese, but I don't think so. Or at least yogurt.
1: Yogurt is yeah. Like leave sour it outside.
0: Cream. It's sour right.
1: cream. I don't think you leave it outside
0: to get the flies. Maybe, maybe I do. Uh,
1: that's how you make fish oil though.
0: <laughs> Just spoiled milk.
1: No Spoiled fish. Is it really? Yeah, you chop up a, a a fatty fish and uh, leave it in a jar, and the oil comes to the top. Stinks like you wouldn't believe, but oh, yeah, it's awful.
0: I sincerely hope that you're pulling my leg right now, because I take a spoonful of fish oil every day religiously, and it's expensive. Oh. Don't
1: know, never, never bought it. That's never made it, it never made it for consumption either
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does your diet look like what you're i mean you seem like a healthy guy do you eat like a healthy person cuz i'm kind of into the world of like the health world if you will like the culture of health i like that stuff
1: yeah i don't know that uh i'm not a, I'm not a junk food guy i enjoy oh. my I enjoy my pizza, but yeah, no, all my meals are home cooked, proper meals.
2: Okay. All right.
1: Not by my doing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I eat. Right. That's yeah. all my wife, but yeah, yeah. no, I, uh, that's how I was raised too: meat and potatoes, man, like meat and potatoes and vegetables.
0: What about your raw sprouted organic vegan protein powder?
1: Nope. <laughs> nope the only time i i, I bought one thing a protein powder once when i was uh, i used to fight uh, like like muay thai uh-huh. and i was always too skinny i wanted to gain weight and they they told me like just start drinking these shakes like four of these shakes a day and try to get some bulk on you but my metabolism won't let me gain a pound <laughs> I, I never never gained
0: a pound yeah yeah i just used be- to have that problem uh but then like i hit 23 and i and i learned what a dad bod is and uh i have to fight it i don't think i have a dad bod yet but i think i could if i just didn't make efforts it would happen tomorrow i could wake up with one
1: well i've never uh never had an inactive job yeah, yeah. but but like i said too like my metal i'm so i'm 50 but i've been the same weight since i was 15 wow so that's wild Give or take a pound or two but yeah yeah
0: that's that's uh, that's but nice. i'm
1: sure if i ever become super inactive then uh, definitely it can't it can't uh, overcome that
0: hmm. yeah i think pr- basically everyone would gain weight if they ate like only junk food and didn't exercise Oh, you have to, yep. Well, I guess that is another difference between Americans and you guys. You're probably on the whole healthier than we are.
1: I have no clue. Never never looked into it. I do know that I can buy a small uh, pop here, though. I always Yeah. Have... <laughs> 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 All your drinks are, like, so huge. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's usually yeah. true. Except for we have the teeny tiny Red Bulls. Do yeah. you? Yeah, those I've are... Never, uh...
1: I remember last time trying to get just a regular sized pop at the, even at the gas station and, and even all the pups were, were king cans. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. We're, we're basically the unhealthiest country. Wait, let, let's find out. Hey, Google is Canada healthier than America? On the website,
2: Reuters.com. They say, Canadians live about three years longer and are healthier than Americans,
0: and the lack of universal health care in the United States may be a factor, researchers said on Wednesday. People also. This is getting political. Me, Stop. Hey Google. Stop. <laughs> Stop making our podcast controversial.
1: How can you be lonely when you've got her with you?
0: You know what, Doug? <laughs> Stop it. I'm talking to my friend.
1: Hey, hey, Siri. you're embarrassing me think alex cute
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey google do you think i'm cute oh
1: is it? absolutely there you oh. go there's your new friend
0: no. siri.
1: who's siri then siri is what
0: siri is the iphone and the yeah, uh, iPhone. apple product
1: okay this is google okay yeah oh i've never had these things so
0: well that's you probably have them you just probably have i turned have it on. it on
1: my phone but i've never turned it on i don't like it seems uh seems a little bit weird but now It is people, weird. People grow up. I know that uh, people doing their homework are talking to Google and Siri full time, doing their homework. Like it's a it's a whole different way of uh, growing it's up,
2: true.
1: getting your information. It's funny. Yesterday, I was at a place and uh, they had the old World Book encyclopedias, and I said to my buddy, "I said, you remember these? That's how we did our homework. We had to go to the encyclopedias. Every every house had a." People were were encyclopedia salesmen and every house had a whole row of these encyclopedias. And if you had to research something, you had to go get the encyclopedia and try not to plagiarize whatever was in there for your homework. And uh that's I think this series would be much easier.
0: Well, I remember my parents being convinced some sales guy was hawking some encyclopedias and convinced my parents to spend I think it was like $1,000 or something on like a full yeah. Encyclopedia Britannica that takes up still to this day, the entire first like three shelves of their uh, library. Yep. yep, you can't
1: give them away now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true.
1: They line all the landfills around now. Yeah,
0: They're decorative. But even now, it, well, so I dropped out of college, but when I first started college, I was 17 years old. That was 10 years ago. And then I went back to school and that was eight or so years later. And even math homework was completely different in school 10 years ago as opposed to eight years later, just, just a couple of years ago. People would make fun of me because I did the homework. And they would be like, Don't you know about the apps, the, the math X scanner? And I was like, No, what the heck is a math X scanner? And then they grab my phone, download an app. Scan the math problem. It would do it for you. You didn't put it on the computer. You're done for the day. Wow. Until until test day. Test time.
1: That's right.
0: When no one knows what the heck is going on in math, yeah. except for me. Yeah, the village idiot who sucks at math. <laughs> I come out yeah. ahead. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. This is going to be the uh, the theme of this podcast, folks. Uh, the difference is. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> growing up, uh, growing up as Alec and growing up as Doug. Yeah,
0: that's right. So I'd say that's about all we have for them.
1: Yeah are we are we happy? Are we, have you uh, learned anything this week, or have you studied, or gone on any tangents in your uh, media or reading or anything, <clears throat> anything worthwhile?
0: Hmm. Have I learned anything interesting?
1: Well, you think about that. I will tell you what I was been doing as well is I've been on the uh, I have a tool fetish, <laughs> as you may know, but uh, I've been controlling myself very well, but I <laughs> just put some money down and ordered a tool that I don't think I'll ever have a proper use for. We'll see, but i went I watched all these videos and I read up all about the history and i got into the a clogger's knife have you ever heard of a clogger's knife also known as a stock knife and also known as a peg knife it's a i have no idea yeah well it's a think of it as a the old paper cutter on steroids on a big block of wood and you just take your wood and you just do these big big chomping it's a it's a cl- clogger meaning like a, a wooden shoemaker knife oh so it's like a it's like you have an eye hook on a table uh-huh. and the knife has a hook but a big long blade and then a big long handle so you got lots of leverage and you can really just horse the wood and just shape the wood without always running to the saw or whatever he mm-hmm. is chop 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 and right. uh yeah so i watched a lot of videos on that. Real uh, English English guys in the uh, of course Europeans more than uh, North America, but really cool uh, little tool.
0: What is it? What is a paper cutter? You said a paper cutter. You mean like a a knife? Like, what is it shaped like? Like I'm trying to picture what this thing paper looks cutter like. Cutter
1: would be like a uh, oh, like a, a, a yeah, a desktop.
0: Yeah, right. The slicer.
1: Placer, yeah that's what i'm saying oh but it's it's not really like that because there's a lot more play you can actually aim oh. because it's, it's it's got one fastened end on it oh but you can still turn it and roll it but it's still always got that point on huh. the top and then you just you can just take any way you want to go and just chop uh chop wood
0: so are you kind of hearkening back to your ancestry and making wooden shoes is that what I this will, is uh,
1: Wooden shoes. Although I am a fan of wooden shoes, I can't foresee myself making wind shoes. Probably more the uh, learning curve and versus my patience and my, uh, I'd have to wear them.
0: Hey, more. that'd be kind of neat. You could customize them to your foot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have, every time I get a pair of shoes, I always have to uh, take a little bit out of the top because I got a little bit of a higher foot they're uncomfortable but
2: uh yeah. oh the arch
1: no the top whatever you call the top of your foot there the uh oh i'm, wooden, I'm talking about wooden shoes
0: oh whatever you have to yeah right
1: i yeah. always have to take a little a few uh, <laughs> bites with a gouge to get my foot in there but
0: you own a pair of wooden shoes
1: i have worn wooden shoes since i was a kid you're not kidding i'm not kidding
0: I was making a joke.
1: No, no, no. I, I don't wear them out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> every video, every video that you see, if I'm in my workshop, not this room, but if I'm in my workshop, you'll hear the little pop, 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 pop. That's my shoes <laughs> on the cement floor. What? Yeah, I wear them outside around the house and always in the workshop. I don't know.
2: What do they I feel open... like?
1: Great. Super Seriously? oh yeah i love them you just can't wear them to town <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, we always every time uh we always had wooden shoes at the back door growing up as a kid and if you had to run down to the barn or run out grab the mail at the mailbox or r- just running around it's just they're just quick slip-ons <laughs> to your uh your your uh, crocs or your flip-flops they're so just easy slide on and just you know
0: yeah like what i'm wearing right now <laughs> that just like wooden shoes actually in all fairness i think these have cork in them
1: yeah those are uh yeah i've never had sandals but
0: yeah well i appreciate yeah i know what you're yeah. thinking right now yeah well, i appreciate it yeah
1: <laughs> says, says the guy with the wooden shoes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah okay i thought of something though what's that
0: i thought of what i learned this week and it's maybe less what i learned but something i got into i found a podcast called masters of scale with reed hoffman he's a guy who co-founded uh linkedin i believe anyway he interviews one of my all-time favorite characters in the business world The founder of Nike, Phil Knight, he wrote this awesome book about kind of starting Nike and basically from writing a paper in college to getting a good response from his professor, deciding that he turned that paper, which was about um, why the camera movement went from Germany to Japan and how it reduced the, the cost of the manufacturing and improved the quality of the optics and how that we should do that with shoes because primarily shoes were made, I think somewhere in Europe and he wanted to bring them to Japan. Anyway, this paper did well. He took the idea to Japan and pretended to have a company, a distribution company with a meeting of one of the largest shoe manufacturers in Japan and convinced them and went home, scrambled to create the business and just hope that they wouldn't try and visit him. Eventually they did. They were shocked with the fact that he was operating out of some crap hole of a little broom. And really? uh, anyway, it's a great story, but they interview him and he kind of talks about other parts of his business that I didn't know about, like how they marketed to women, how they were so focused, narrowly focused, Nike that is, when they first started on the product being useful, that they didn't even consider the fact that it had to look good. And then when Reebok came out, they started really working hard on making a product that also looked good. They hired a designer who later became the CEO. Anyway, it's a great podcast if you're into that kind of stuff. And oh. I, the book is Shoe Dog, and it's really good.
2: Shoe I know dog. it's,
0: I, I'm not even a shoe guy. I'm not necessarily even a big, you know, startup company, uh, inter, like interview kind of a guy, but uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. But my point is, It's a great book. I think anyone reading it would enjoy it. Shoe Dog. Made me cry. I laughed.
1: Huh. You're not not a shoe guy, though.
0: I mean, I have a lot of shoes, but I'm not like... Some
1: uh, people are right into shoes, eh?
0: Well, you know about that? The whole like sneaker world?
1: Uh, I've watched a few of these uh, sneaker heads, but I I don't... I can't... I can't uh, relate.
0: Well, you could. You could just start a whole new movement with wooden shoes. There you go. <laughs> a clogger, a clogger head?
1: <laughs> clogger, clogger nods. There you go. Clogger nods. What?
0: what? He just did it. That's oh, it for wait, us, folks. What, Thanks for listening. <laughs> what
1: suit did the 12 year old Alec crave?
0: 12 year old Alec probably didn't really care about clothes at all until he met his best friend, Jacob Wilkinson who turned him on to fashion and bought and took him to the Somerset mall and bought him a pair of skinny jeans. And then he started thinking about shoes. (laughs) What were your, did you have, were you a shoe guy when you were 14, do you have a shoe that you wanted?
1: Oh, you froze up on us! No, did I? Oh, oh no, not at all. No, never. Uh, I do remember though when I was a kid, some of the guys. Uh, I think they're called kangaroo shoes or something at the time. Oh, they yeah. had little, little zippers, you could put a you could put a dime in the zipper to make a phone call. So you always had a dime for your at the phone booth. Huh. Yeah. But no, I didn't, I, would, I didn't know nothing about fashion at all either. I grew up, I got all the hand-me-downs from my brothers and stuff yeah. my whole life until, <laughs> I, until I got my first job. So right. the first job was straight to the store and I bought a pair of Levi's yep. and uh, a pair of uh, probably probably at the time, I think they're probably Adidas shoes or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. I uh, think that the coolest ones I ever had when I was around that age were uh, hand-me-down Sambas, they're called. Okay. They're kind of like a sneaker. I don't know how to describe shoes, so I won't even try. But they had a big, yeah. tall tongue on the back. No, wait, the tongue's on the front. See? I don't know. It's, I don't know what's going on with shoes. Sambas.
1: I just had a thought, you know, for the uh, people listening, it's not a big deal. But uh, if you're watching this video, are, am I the, the little guy and you're the full screen? Should we have been side by side?
0: Oh, yeah, now we're side-by-side, side, but we weren't at first, so that was my bad.
1: Oh, okay. I see it as you... Okay, that's just the way Zoom works, then. Yeah. Okay, good. Just to make sure.
0: Right. So, we live and we learn.
1: Yeah. yeah. Where are we at? In our, I think... uh think about there. I think we're about there. We'll good the little introduction to not be too... Uh, <laughs> it's not all about wood carving is it
0: no i think we probably talked more about wooden shoes but that sort of is like wood carving
1: but if you want to give the uh the email address if people want to contact us if they have any uh even a discussion topic yeah it's coffee and uh, the the coffee and carving show at gmail.com
0: yep coffee and carving show Oh at just,
1: just... carving show not correct
0: that. and i'll I'll put it. I'll put a link in the description. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Neither of us probably actually know it.
1: No, no, but uh, this was fun.
0: It was, this was great. Thanks for joining me or oh, something. No, well,
1: thank you for joining me.
0: No, I, you're welcome.
1: Are you supposed to, okay. We're not going to go back and forth.
0: No, you hang up. <laughs> okay.